Hello, and welcome to another edition of the Regarding ID podcast. I'm Gina Jordan. USAA provides insurance, banking, and retirement services to more than 10.5 million military members and their families. The company is staking its claim as America's first financial institution to offer biometrics on a mobile application for authentication and fraud prevention. The biometric feature extends the mobile app's multi-factor authentication options to include a unique PIN, face, and voice recognition, all of which work with a security code generated by the app for each login. USAA Chief Security Officer Gary McCallum says the enhanced authentication works well with the app, which he calls a one-stop shop for member banking and account access. Today, you know, the the first line of defense for a member would be to use their user ID and password as their login credentials, which we think that's the least form of authentication, least form of security. So uh, one of the things we did a few years ago was we offered an enhanced authentication option where uh, it's the use of a PIN and a security token that's embedded in the background. So it's much more convenient for the member using this PIN and in, but we've added the security tokenization behind it, which helps as well. But as we continue to innovate in our lab and look for, for ways to improve that experience to raise the level of security, we've been focused on, on biometrics for over a year now in our lab. We're rolling out specifically facial recognition and voice recognition options in addition to that secure, quick logon capability. Facial and voice recognition biometrics are captured during enrollment. Depending on which biometric is chosen, users look at the screen and blink their eyes when prompted, or they read a short phrase. USAA is also working on a thumbprint option. The enrollment process is critical, as you would expect, right? Because, you, you know, you've got to enroll in the capability to capture your facial recognition biometric as well as your voice recognition biometric. And once you're enrolled, then that becomes one of your available options for logging into your account. So literally, if you click on our mobile application, all the functions that you can perform on the mobile application show up. For example, when it first comes up, you see, you know, account access, transfer, deposit money, pay bills, look at my investments file a claim on an automobile insurance policy and so forth. But anytime you hit in, in, into one of those functions, then you have to authenticate, right? So, you know, the lowest level form of authentication, if you're not using enhanced authentication, is the user ID and password, which we've really gotten away from. We've really sort of defaulted on enhanced authentication. But we have some members that can choose to use that. But at the very least, now you have three options. You have the PIN option, the quick secure logon, and now you have a facial recognition and a voice recognition. So you can toggle back and forth to those, right? So you can pick one one time, or you can go to the other one. I default my facial recognition on when I access the mobile application. But let's say I was in a place where it was really dark and the light was bad or, or something, and I, that wouldn't work. I can just scroll over to use PIN. Face recognition is predominantly used and favored. Uh, we have a, a lesser number of members that are using the voice recognition. And as part of that logon function, you have to say a particular passphrase. And this is the phrase that you use to enroll your voice. So you have to read that passphrase. It authenticates it, and it lets you into the accounts. The biometric option is available through an update to the free USAA mobile app for iOS and Android devices. It's not working on tablets or other devices yet. You know, on the iOS devices, we're going to take advantage of Touch ID at first opportunity. And for us, based on our you know, the APIs associated with that, we'll probably get that out mid-year. We're tackling the same problem that, that every Internet-based company or organization is trying to tackle right now, which is how do you protect that first line of defense? When you've got to authenticate who's coming in the front door, whether it's your Amazon shopping account, your Twitter account, you know, your social media, or, or your banking account, 
the hardest thing to do in today's Internet environment is to authenticate that user. The problem of account takeover is rampant, and it's rampant because of identity theft. And so that user ID password is mainly a speed bump anymore in today's sophisticated threat environment. So for us, having a way to high-risk authenticate somebody actually improves the member experience. If we have a really high confidence that we can authenticate you coming in using a biometric, which we consider to be high-risk authentication, as you're going through your transactions and other types of things, maybe you want to transfer money to an external account, maybe you want to conduct a wire transaction, we can pass that enhanced authentication along the line so we're not going to slow you down later in the process. We've offered two-factor authentication or what we call cyber code you know, years ago. The adoption rate's been low, and the primary reason it's low is because it takes a little bit longer to use, right? And so people, you know, they want to get in, they want to get out, right? And they want to take care of business. And so anything that slows them down is not naturally attracted to them, even though it's more secure than a user ID and password. And so we took on the challenge to say, well, how can we leverage new technologies to raise the level of security but speed up the process of getting in or at least keep it the same today as they're used to having without slowing them down? And so for us, operationalizing the biometric technology does that. It raises the level of security significantly beyond a user ID and password, but it doesn't necessarily slow them down. The login process is actually about the same, if not faster with face, than it would be user ID and password on a smartphone. Following a successful pilot in California, Texas, and Florida, USAA started the process of making the biometric features available to all stateside members with access to a smartphone. McCallum expects the biometric option to be available to members in all 50 states by March. At some point, we're looking at moving it to other channels. So how will we integrate this, for example, into the dot-com experience? If you're using a, a PC or a Mac to log into dot-com to do banking, how does this work if you're going to log into the phone channel and talk to somebody, right? So we're actually looking at how do we move this across channel over time, and that's the real exciting part of this for me, right? So the first line of defense right now, the first line of focus is on the mobile application because today that is our predominant channel of interaction with members, followed not too far behind by, you know, the traditional dot-com laptop PC environment, followed by phone channel, automated uh, phone channel type of support, as well as the member calling a, a service representative. But for us, it starts with the mobile digital channel right now. We want to make sure as we're rolling this out, you know, we learn a little bit as we go along. Sometimes we learn things that we didn't expect. We haven't learned any big because we did such a good job planning this in the lab, I think, and testing it on the employee population and small member pilot. We haven't had any major aha moments. But for us, it's really to be methodical, roll it out, make sure that the infrastructure continues to scale, right? So as we rolled it out, we've had a certain level of adoption, and we want to make sure the infrastructure can handle the scale. It goes back to this company. If you look at things like, you know, the, we were the first financial institution to actually develop and roll out the, you know, the remote deposit capture. Everybody talks about today taking a picture of a check and, and depositing it. We've had a commitment to innovation and really a laboratory type of environment for a very long time because that's central to what we do. We always try to figure out what can we do for our members that's going to make their lives easier because they're the military, they're moving around, they've got a lot of different demands than the average person. Cybersecurity, identity theft, card hacking, fraud, all of those things are so mainstream anymore that the environment of the Internet is much more hostile from a security perspective. So naturally, this was just a, an evolution of our thinking is, okay, how can we raise security? and not impact the member experience. The biometric technology to us has been interesting for a long time, but it took us a while to get to the point where we thought it was mature enough so that we could operationalize it. 
Given widespread concerns about privacy and data breaches, McCallum says protecting the user's biometric information is just as important as protecting credit card information and any personally identifiable information that's already in the account. He says users who choose the biometric option, then change their minds, can cancel enrollment, and their biometric data will be purged from the system within 30 days. But he hopes they'll stick with it. We see passwords and and user IDs as becoming increasingly obsolete. I mean, in today's threat environment, we just don't see the future of the common password as being viable for the long term. Gary McCallum is Chief Security Officer at USAA. Thank you for joining us for this edition of the Regarding ID podcast.